0: Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. I'm a feeling when I vibe with you They can't ah, divide yeah. us two We got to born life 007 right? right Even on devil's night You show me what the heaven's like Go ahead and spread your light Though I can barely see I know you're there with me My personal therapy Some, Some days I wish I was, was, I was more, more like you Your certainty Your attitude Keep doing what you're doing I ain't mad at you I'm just wishing that I had that too Some, Some days I wish I was, was more, more like you Your certainty Your, your attitude, attitude. Keep doing what you're doing, I ain't mad at you. Just to know you, I'm glad I do. I, do. I want you to love you, yes, i Me. Not an example for anybody to try to be. We we'll call you bluff, but I know you wouldn't lie to me. Just a surprise to me. We got a bond tight, no one can come between. I have respect for you, you have your love for me, and that's enough for me. All I need to get by. Let me be the method take get married, J. Lodge. So many times I felt defeated. You always know the right thing to say for when I need it. I wanna do the same thing for you to keep it even. You can call me anytime, you don't ever need a reason. I'm right here with you. Never could forget you All the things that we've been through Everything we went through Hey, none of it was simple But I'm right here with you Some days I wish I was more like you Your certainty, your attitude Keep doing what you're doing I ain't mad at you I'm just wishing that I had that too Some days I wish I was more like you Your certainty, your attitude Keep doing what you're doing I ain't mad at you Just to know you, I'm glad I do
2: Three seventy-five West Trattoria, and they had charcuterie and wine. They had a good chef and everything. It just wasn't for royals. Too upscale, too expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had gone this there some years ago. Yeah, this is okay. before Gillerson. in the same spot. Okay. Three seventy-five West Trattoria. Do you remember that? Well, the well, the the
3: the microphone is live. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Right. But they, we were talking about charcuterie and wine. It's all yeah. good. Yeah, that's a good topic to start off with. It's Tuesday morning and. A little early for wine at 8.04 AM, but you know, depends you can where start you're at. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good morning, Aurora. You're listening to the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Tuesday. We've got great guests today. We've got two friends of the show. Uh, we've got Ryan Flores and Nelson Signs, both representing. Aurora Cannabis Club, but representing, respectively, uh pres- or presidential. I always said presidential. <laughs> That's, That's Prairie right. Grass Selections and RF Canada Indeed. Social media lighting up a little
1: bit. That
3: was a good one. Uh, but we're here to talk about. Uh, RF Canna, paragraph Selections. We'll talk about the Aurora Cannabis Club. For those of you guys just joining us out there, good morning to all of you great people. Um, But we'll start off with a little bit of introductions. I I mentioned your name, Ryan. Yes. Uh, Give us a little bit about yourself and where you're from.
4: Yeah, my name is Ryan Flores. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm representing RF Canna. Uh, It's kind of a homegrown consultation business, um, basically helping medical patients kind of get involved with Illinois Medical Program, being able to grow your own medicine. Um, I've been working with cannabis professionally, I'd say, for about the last two and a half, three years, and um, yeah, been living in Aurora for about five, uh, four or five years now, somewhere in there, four and a half.
3: Where are you from originally? Originally from Batavia, so Batavia. right up the street. Yeah. Okay, all right, so not far away.
2: No, not too far. Up the river. That's right. I like that country song, <laughs> up the river. <laughs> Uh, yourself, my gentleman. Uh, Nelson Signs from Prairie Grass Elections. This is um, your part two, by the way. You've been here before. Part three. Part three? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, this is my <laughs> third time here. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, still doing the same thing. Still looking through um, vast gardens and selections of seeds and trying to find what grows better for people's environments yes. and what fits Absolutely. their needs, basically. Okay. Same thing as before. just right now moving it out a little bit. Okay. Just kind of doing things with the Aurora Cannabis Club as well and other people like RF Canada.
3: Okay. Now, I've been seeing the Aurora Cannabis Club more frequently now, kind of like on social media and everything like that. What are its origins and how did it get started?
2: The Aurora Cannabis Club actually just got started because I was thinking, why don't we have all of us just get together someplace? And I talked to RF Canada before. I talked to other growers, other kind of sewers. And we basically said, yeah, we would get together and talk and share our flowers and talk to each other about how we're growing it or how we're enjoying it and things of that nature and then we got lucky and we got to have our first meeting last year around um, April 20th and mm-hmm. McCarty Mills was basically the first meet up there you yep. know and then we started having it monthly the last Thursday of every month for a few months until January came around we had to take a short pause so we just had our first one back again last month okay But we've been able to draw in people from all over the state, um, driving three hours up north just to come to Aurora because they want to get the experience. They want to meet other growers. They want to meet other kind of sewers and it's been really neat to see the response from the people. Okay. Definitely has been. All
3: Right. Now, all the meetings are at, the monthly meetings are at McCarty Mills. Uh, They They were at McCarty Mills. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm.
2: Right now we're currently looking for a more um, bigger location to house a little bit more people just because we don't want to take up their entire indoor space with a bunch of people sure. that are just walking around. That's how many people are coming? Uh, we've had... How many people were there? It had filled up McCarty Mills we filled it up quite a few times. And then yeah, the wow. outside, uh, outside was well. pretty packed as That's, well. Yeah,
4: during the warmer months, it would be nice because we could have people kind of overflow out to the out- patio out area oh, wow. out front there. So, yeah, it was, it was a nice little spot. But, yeah, like you mentioned, we're... Kind of looking for a little bit bigger space too to kind of help um, accommodate, I guess, other vendors possibly in the future too, other people that want to come out and kind of uh, show their services or their goods or whatever they have. And yeah, okay, a lot of stuff. We're kind well,
3: of we're going to get going. Our two-year anniversary party is going to be at McCarty Mills on May 14th. Okay, so y'all brothers, make sure that you're there if you Definitely. guys are available. Definitely. Shout uh, out Devin. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out absolutely. to Devin. Devin and the family. Yeah. Yep. um RF Canada, what's that stand for? Uh, just my Torres? initials.
4: Yep. Okay. Yep. Nice. Yeah.
3: Simple. Very simple. Yeah. Why didn't I think about that before? It's just, <laughs> just that easy. And Prairie Grass Selections, that name.
2: Well we're the Prairie State, so I was like, you know what? They call it grass. And what I'm basically <laughs> doing is selecting the best varieties or the varieties that do the best in people's environments. So I was like, Prairie Grass Selections. Okay. And it's a name your grandma would like. <laughs> <laughs> she would, yeah. You know, like uh what's
3: that show? What was that show? What they had the uh the Prairie People, oh, Little House that, on the Prairie. Yeah, yeah. on the prairie. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was actually one of the uh, influences. I was like, you know what? People love these movies right. and the books, so why not? Oh man! All right, the time is
3: eight oh uh, nine a.m. Good morning to all of you, dear beautiful people. Michelle Davilus, good morning to your dear friend. Thank you for your stars, Bianca Camargo. Good morning, Judge Jennifer Ryan Maiten. Good morning to you as well. Josie Mendoza-Geller, Tracy Hodges, Jen Mendoza, and Victoria Hila Maldonado. So many great people. So many great Aurorans. That's right. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Let's talk turkey. Before the microphone was live, we were talking about the, the benefits or benefits that cannabis in the industry can provide. Those who are in pain or, you know, need or as a replacement for medicines and pills and things like that. Sure. So let's talk about that a little bit. How is the battle going? Are we successfully breaking down the stigma or is there still work that needs to be done? We talked about this before. Yes. Ryan, what's your opinion on it and what's your guys' opinions as a, uh, as yeah. a team? Um, as
4: far as the stigma goes, I think there's still a little bit of work that needs to be done there Um, and unfortunately the way kind of the cannabis industry in this state is set up it doesn't really benefit the medical patient in any way it's basically just we have extraordinarily high prices extraordinarily high taxes on those and then it's a very unsustainable method for a medical patient who requires large amounts of their medicine monthly and for some of them it's just not affordable, unfortunately. So luckily, um, I believe it was when the state legalized recreational, they also put in a bill to allow medical patients to start cultivating at home. So right. we've got a five-plant limit, which that needs to be worked on as well. But um, Worked on as in raised? Definitely needs to be raised. Okay. Um, multiple things kind of with that, you know, you can have different varieties that will produce smaller amounts. You've got to grow these plants for two to three months sometimes longer so if you're you know relying on that as your medicine you need to make sure that you have enough to sustain you until you know your next harvest so be it but um yeah that's kind of the main thing with with the state I feel like one of the, the issues is definitely the plant count needs to go up um yeah just to allow people better access to be able to produce it at home because Like I mentioned, too, the dispensaries are extraordinarily overpriced. Sometimes there's product shortages, which we've seen before, and the quality can be extremely inconsistent as well. So Hmm. all things to keep in mind when you would be considering starting a home grow. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: I agree with him. Um, One of the things that I've always been a big proponent for is to raise the plant count for medical patients, especially depending on the needs of the medical patient. Um, If you have someone who's in a wheelchair or someone who's much older, Um, It gets hard to move these heavy pots up and down, the water just to take care of them. And then you want to make sure you dry them properly so you want etiquette airflow. So one thing I tell people is, like, you want to set it up properly. You're probably going to need assistance. And if you're a really sick patient, you're not going to have the strength or the time or the energy to want to set it up. So I think they should really try to install a caretaker program within Mm -hmm. the state as well. Absolutely, Because um, I, I know a lot of people that are in their 80s who have tried it, and they've liked it, they've enjoyed it. They don't consume as much as other normal consumers, but they've been able to sleep, relax, go to bed, um, avoid having a migraine. Mm-hmm. So all these things with these older and more disabled medical patients, it makes it very challenging for them. Mm-hmm. So if there could be some clause in the law for them to like, hey, you can have someone assist you on this, or someone else can grow it for you. I think that would also benefit along with raising the plant Mm count. Because they do, the state does have a caregiver program, but it's basically
4: just somebody who you can have designated as your caregiver go to the dispensary and get whatever for you. So it's not like they're actually able to help you, you know, grow a certain amount of plants. Like other states will have caregiver programs where, you know, you can have a caregiver grow up to a certain number of plants for their certain number of patients that they provide their medicine to. So something like that, I think, would be. Pretty beneficial as well. Hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, So was the state, did the state wait too late to legalize marijuana? Mm -hmm. I mean, are these things that could have been potentially implemented by now had this happened five years ago?
2: It's hard to say. I think they're watching the other states to see how Mm -hmm. they react to everything that's happening, and then they're going to go forward and move after they've seen that. They've been a lot more cautious, but I think it also has to do with the fact that there's a lot more money here in Illinois than other states. When I've gone to see other camps industries like in Europe and across the country here, Illinois has way more consumers, people that consider themselves kind of sewers and are willing to spend a lot more money. Gotcha. So yeah, people here that buy a $10,000 pipe, versus if you go to, um, let's say another state, they're not going to want like Michigan, for example, they're they kind of foil. Yeah, their economy is not as booming as Illinois. So they have a few rich counties, but Illinois altogether generates a lot more profit. So I think the state's watching that as well. Definitely. Good to know. Uh,
3: Peter Aguilera, good morning to you, dear sir. Right back at you. Oh, wow. Look at it, Ashanti Flores. Hey, Ryan <laughs> Avenue 1 Flores. Oh, I'm going to hit that with the heart. I'm there not just going to hit the like button. I'm going to hit wifey. that with the heart. I'm going to hit that with the heart. Stand by your man. He on That's TV. Right. Okay. Uh, Lisa Manning. Hey, hey, hey. Curtis, Ryan, and Nelson. Hey, our there friend There we go. Here. That is the designer of this yeah. sweater. Yes, yeah, she is an awesome person. a Dear friend. And shouts out to the Aurora yoga center absolutely good friends and good morning aurora cindy morales good morning to you dear friend and uh shanti says hey nelson as well Franca liccioni love this topic michael rayford good morning and josue pais harry beast dog parlor we were just we were just talking about harry beast the only place my
2: dog will get her
3: nails done at that's right (laughs) yeah the only place doing anybody's dog's nails around ain't that right Uh, is anybody else doing your dog's nails no unless y'all clipping them at home she won't let us ew (laughs) Okay, uh, so the time is eight sixteen. Alright, so here's my next question. Uh, I, we know ACC. Yes. Talked about Skip and Victoria. Mm-hmm. Shouts out. Um, they mentioned and have read that dispensaries do not reflect communities. That is to say, the staff many times where they are or if the dispensary is in a traditionally underprivileged area it's the most gleaming thing there and the staff are not cold from the respective Mm -hmm. area what's your opinions on that is that true have you noticed that or what do you you guys think about that absolutely true Um, I worked
4: at a dispensary down in Morris for about a year and the things that kind of yeah, that's absolutely true. There's very, there's a lot of racism. There's a lot of sexism. There's a lot of um, just basically being taken advantage of, unfortunately, right. currently. And like you said, yeah, a lot of times this will be look like a, like a an Apple Store. It looks so nice inside. Everybody, like you mentioned, is either not from the area or they don't know have the experience of of what they're talking about. And a lot of times when the dispensers will hire people, they will offer some training, but a lot of it still kind of falls down or falls onto the actual individual who's there. So yeah, there's um
3: definitely a lot of truth to that. How did that happen? And I know we're not you know, this is this is not the episode where we're gonna be able to discover it. Mm -hmm. But isn't it isn't it a shame that you had the problems of crime and punishment compounded with focusing on people of color, then to have the legalization all the benefits that it brings only to end up with mm-hmm. discrimination in a new in an industry that's supposed to be right't right? that I, I, I just don't like that. And we were,
4: the state was supposed to be a shining example for the social equity program that they were bragging and so proud about. And right. then it's been lawsuit and things have been put on hold. The lottery system's been all screwed up. It's just been one thing after another. And the people that are still profiting and making all this money are these huge multi state corporations that are basically. Have a monopoly; they own everything right now. They're not a, we're, the smaller people aren't allowed to even get into the game right now. Unfortunately, it's still right. these hurdles that we got to get past.
3: And it's like the the ground was there. Well, I, I guess it's not gone. I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to sure. seem like a defeatist. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, the, the iron is hot to forge a new way and kind of erase some of the discrepancies and the the of about the past. Absolutely. And it's like for it all to just be squandered. And still have misrepresentations is really upsetting. You know, it, sure it is. really is. Uh, what I not mean to cut you off.
2: Oh no, I mean one thing that I've noticed too is that like so many people want to get into the campus industry that they're willing to drive far mm-hmm. to go to these places. Right. So you have these places, these organizations. are like everybody's hungry. They all want to jump in this industry. Yep. We can pay them bottom dollar, treat them like garbage. And we don't have to get people from the community. We got people Mm -hmm. that are way hungrier and want to do this job. They're driving two hours away. How far away was Morris from your house? I was
4: driving an hour pretty much each way. And that was, yeah, exactly what you mentioned. I was trying to get my foot in the legal industry and
2: kind of get there and pull back the curtain. It's like, oh, wow. (laughs) Right, (laughs) right. Yeah, so. So I got to see that, like, across the country as well. Like, when I was in California, I got to see a lot of people that were just hired as trimmers to trim the weed. They got paid basically $200 a day if they could do their quota. Mm-hmm. But there were like 40 people in a barn, on urinated like mattresses. Like he said, there's a lot of like racism and sexism going on right there. There's a lot of things that shouldn't be happening because they know that people are hungry and they just want to get in the industry. They want right. to do something with it so they can take advantage of it. And that, unfortunately, has been happening across the entire country from the beginning of legalization from 1996 in California Mm -hmm. to today. Interesting. Um, As
3: it stands right now, though, um, currently, at least so locally here, there is going to be a dispensary that will be on Broadway and New York Street. So the former cake building where the State Farm is on top for all of our listeners who can picture the intersection right across the street from the Aurora uh, Aurora Fire Museum and La Quinta, now, we will be a dispensary right there. Hmm. Is that a good place for a dispensary?
2: Any place is a good place for a dispensary. That was a terrible question. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unfortunately. Of course, man. Unfortunately, Comments it's lit up. Damn. Well, no. Like, I mean. as hell yeah it is, bro. It's, anywhere you put one up, people are going to flock there because sure. they're like, you know what? I know what I'm getting. Sure. I don't no, have food. to call up my dealer and wait for him. And if someone is in need, like a medical patient, they're like, well, my plants aren't ready. They're just going to go to the closest one. Right. and I've noticed yeah. that as well. Like a lot of people, be like, "Oh, well, I'm just I don't have any medicine right now, so I'm just gonna go to the dispensary, and then your costs go way through the roof to right. supply your medicine." Mm-hmm. Like if they, these big companies that he's talking about, they're also the same ones that are lobbying against the home growth. They don't want yes, the medical ironically. patient to be allowed to grow more plants. Right, mm-hmm. right. They're like, "Why do you need to do that? We'll exactly. do it for you." Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and they're saying that they're gonna make more taxes for the state that way. If you allow more people to start growing, they're gonna start. You're going to see a lot more grow shops popping up like you have throughout the state. And they're all locally owned. Mm-hmm. So that money stays locally. They're going to shop at a local diner. They're going to send their kids to local schools, local programs. All these local taxes will start to, you know, multiply. Because now you have a lot of people spending more money locally versus paying right. someone this money. And then they they live in, like, California and Bel Air. And they're like, all right, I got a new mm-hmm. shop in Illinois. But I've never been to Illinois. I don't care for Illinois. Right.
3: Uh, you were mentioning about the plants, though raising the number from five, well, raising it from five. Yes. Um, also, though, you—I mean, five plants. You hear that, but what it actually yields, sure, is Every not that much. May not be yeah. that much for a patient, right? They, they may need more. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of the—that's the issue of having more plants to yield more product, right? Yeah. Okay. Correct. Um, all right. You so, heard of
2: Steve Urkel, correct?
3: Have I heard of Steve Urkel? Yeah. Family Matters. Family Matters. Um you mean uh Laura that <laughs> Yeah. So when he
2: was very popular there's a purple variety that became very popular yeah, called yeah. Purple Urkel. Mm-hmm. And so now he got into the cannabis industry in California and he's had a hard time with it because he wanted to grow his namesake variety. But it just yields twenty five percent of what these other plants are producing, right. so he's gotta pay for a lot more permits mm-hmm. and a lot more headspace just to get the same amount of flour out there. So he's paying the exact same taxes and only receiving 25 percent of the amount of product. Trivia question: What's his real name? Mm. Oh, oh! I, forgot it. I used to know this. So uh... I know. The... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I didn't put that in the chat. You can put that in the chat. Does anybody know? Bless
3: you, Monica. Um, Franco Lecchi. love this topic. Michael Rayford. Good morning. Rachel Roseby, good morning, Casildo Casey Cuevas, and Ashanti Flores. Absolutely true. There's so much discrimination in the industry. If you know Steve Urkel's real name, put that in the chat. You will win. You will win the trivia for today. We'll give you a new sticker. We got new stickers. Um, Monica, would you be so kind as to take us to a commercial? Jaleel White, Beto Quinones, Fabiani. There you there go. It is. oh snap. <laughs> Betho, gotta quit. Betho, is it Kevin something? No, it's not. we we'll Mom, can take us to a commercial. Give us a couple of joints. Thank you.
1: All right. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines: real news, real people, real stories. One hundred percent Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Thursday, the 28th, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., there will be another Forklift driver certification class hosted by the Kane County Sheriff's Office. This one-day class will be hosted at the Kane County Hill, located at... Is uh, that yeah. uh, right here? Yeah.
3: Oh, it's definitely the jail, y'all. Don't go there. <laughs> <Make it laughs> I ain't going to jail. ain't
1: <laughs> going go to jail. <laughs> um located in St. Charles. This is a registration, there is a registration fee of $25 that covers your lunch. Um, and then we'll be sharing that flyer in our social media. Also the Fox Valley Hands of Hope is now registering participants for the spring session of Family Forest Days. This will take place Saturday, April 30th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. and will be held at Leroy Oaks Forest Preserve For families coping with loss, there will be outdoor activities, lunch will be provided, and you can speak with staff about resources. And you can email griefsupport at fbhh.net with any questions. And I'll be sharing that registration link with you all in our chat. Our friends of Aurora Central Catholic High School have a fantastic fundraiser coming up May 5th through the 7th. This will be the 26th annual super saturday night fundraiser held in a hybrid fashion and will support great school programs and initiatives this year's cinco de mayo theme is nacho average celebration shout outs to our great to a great institution tickets and more information and for re- registration can all be found by visiting the link that i'll be sharing in our chat
3: Right, she'll be sharing the link in the chat. That's what's gonna be happening with all of that good stuff. Ale Hernandez, they tuning in from Mexico City, y'all. What's go, up, Mexico? Well, we international. <laughs> Buenos dias. <laughs> it's do want, tomorrow.
2: Do you know the history of Cinco de Mayo?
3: Of, of course, I think I do know the history <laughs> of Cinco. Right? Cinco de Mayo. What, what do um, you think it is? It was actually it was the French destruction of the Mexican army. Was that it? Or so, in the them? state
2: of Oaxaca and Puebla, mm-hmm. they actually pushed back the French out of that area. Right. Yeah, that's and that's why right. they celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Right.
3: That I know it was the French who had themselves decimated. Um. Okay. Uh, what else was I going to... Uh, darn it, Nelson. We were talking about the <laughs> yeah. free yard
2: waste pickup in a rook coming up this weekend and next weekend. Yeah. I get, your up, yeah get your yards cleaned up. Leave your leaves yard, in the ground. Right.
3: Get your yard cleaned up. yeah uh, <laughs> your yard cleaned up. Rake them leaves up. It's getting green outside. There's no sure more brown. Is. The brown's going away. Uh, you know, I don't know how you guys are living at your houses, but if you have roses wrapping around your front and going up the pillars, you might want to start trimming, get that ready and make sure they look nice and and robust. Uh, the in-house coffee program, that's what I was going to talk about. It's a new feature of Java Plus. It's a month of unlimited coffee for $8.95 while you're in the coffee shop. Ask staff for more details the next time you're there. And Java Plus is located at 1677 Montgomery Road in Aurora. That's right. You know what I had to talk about? I finally remember it now. I have something that we call. Veterans Gardening Day. This is breaking news. Our friends of Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, uh, also Charity Blooms, a special thanks to Oswego Landscape, are presenting uh, the Veterans Victory Garden Gardening Day. This will be Saturday, May 7th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Marie Wilkinson's is located at 834 North Highland Avenue in recognition of the Illinois House Bill 2894. Please join us, them, all of us, in honoring Illinois Veterans House Bill 2894 designates the first Saturday in May as Veteran Gardening Day. This will be used to honor and commemorate Illinois veterans. Uh, Keynote speaker will be Terry Prince, the director of the Illinois Department of Veterans Affairs. And special celebration for Marie Wilkinson's 113th birthday. Uh, I have the flyer for that. I'll be sharing this with you guys after the show. Oh, and I also wanted to mention also do not forget that uh, recently uh, Rep. Will Gazardi of the 39th District uh, passed House Bill 1466 in the Illinois House. The legislation aims to make insulin more affordable and accessible for all Illinoisans. It caps the copay at $35 a month. Awesome stuff. Uh, really good stuff. Eli Lilly's human law cost $93 in 2009. Today it costs around $335. Using less insulin than medically necessary. Can lead to drastic health impacts, including brain swelling, organ failure, and death. Shouts out to rep Will Gazardi of the 39th District. The time is 8:30. That was perfect. Damn, right? Right at 8:30. Okay, so um, now we had a comment here. I want to read you, I want to read you something here. Uh, and I want to talk about different strains and everything like that. So what is the most popular strain that you guys?
4: I think it kind of, it, it. I'd say it kind of fluctuates and changes almost yearly. Um, what's popular now? Probably Runtz is one of the biggest
2: ones out right Runtz. now. I would say like. Runtz is popular, but not globally. Still, globally, you're still talking about Sour Diesel, Blue Dream. Um, Regular Girl Scout cookies, which actually just is being called cookies now that they got sued by the Girl Scouts of America. Right. So it's the cookies, the gelato. Yep, gelato, um, for sure. But if you go to Google, they're always going to tell you Sour Diesel or Blue Dream as globally the most popular varieties. Hmm. Interesting. Because they've just been around the longest. And -hmm. and then if you go to New York, they still talk about the Sour Diesel getting you $12,000 a pound. So it's legendary in the fact that Wall Street brokers were paying ten times more than people all over the country just for the same amount of sour diesel.
3: Um, <laughs> social media seems to have put or started to put a different face on the industry. Yes. So, like for example, you know I'm old enough to remember. Pretty much the only time you would see representation of the industry was High Times magazine
2: mm-hmm. or and for all your Jeez, listeners, movies. High Times Magazine is no longer owned by the same group of independent journalists. It got bought out by an investment group. So it's corporate media now? It's all corporate media. Oh. Um, everything that they talk about is an advertisement. So if you want an interview, you got to pay to play.
3: No, you don't. You could just watch Good Morning Aurora, doll. You could just there do that. That's See, you are right. supposed to plug it in. Uh, yeah, you can do that, too. While well, waiting for the late show. Right. <laughs> um,
2: no, that's, that's sad, though. It that's is. sad, though, but it's just another example of the encroachment in the industry. And the way Good Morning Roar got started on the underground is the way that High Times got started. So you had people that were basically trying to spread the word of what was happening in America with just everything. And this guy named Thomas Versailles, who was an underground journalist, Put together this local magazine but at the same time he was also selling a lot of weed so anytime someone would come by a ton he would literally give them a stack of 100 magazines and be like you have to give these out to your dealers and then the people were coming back and saying yo can I actually buy hundred more magazines so he started selling them like that and they slowly started to produce over hundred thousand a month within a year and that was the start of high times was the fact that this guy was just saying hey I was smoking some Colombian gold He had a great photographer and he had people just showing off, you know, the best herb in America when the way they were smuggling it, where to go around the world to find it. Right. So, yeah. And then he, unfortunately, killed himself five years later. Really? He was a genius who went depressed because he's like, it went too commercial and corporate too fast for him. And he tried to stay in the underground.
3: Right. Oh, man. Um, all right. So, currently, what are the current... Uh, when I had ACC on, they talked about licensing, particularly some of the issues. I think there's—I can't remember what they specifically mentioned, but they talked about bottlenecking at, at the state level about uh, licensing and mm-hmm. uh, initiatives and things like that. Can you guys talk about that? What's happening currently there that's holding up progress, or what's the next? What's the next amount of progress needs? Yeah, uh, I
4: kind of mentioned a little bit about it earlier. There was a lottery system. That was set up to basically, you know, you, you buy a ticket that was going to get you possible, um, possible, the Pos- possibility yeah, to get uh, a license for whatever license you're going for. The, um, like I said, there's been lawsuits. A lot of these lawsuits that hold everything up are coming from the same multi-state operators that are currently controlling everything. So, unfortunately, it's just been a lot of kind of red tape, getting things pushed back, and it's just been kind of in a stagnant state for, I want to say like the last year, maybe more. Um, and it's also extremely expensive to get into. You've got to put a certain amount down. I believe it's a $5,000... Per lottery ticket, right? Licensing fee. That's just to apply. Yeah, and yeah so just to apply for the license. You get It's a $5,000 fee that is non-refundable if you are accepted or if you're not accepted you don't get that money back and then a lot of like the dispensary ones I know years ago I believe it was you had to have a certain amount of equity in the bank to be able to show that you had the money whatever to to cover for it so it's just a lot of kind of I guess unnecessary hurdles I feel like that are kind of been in the way and they're trying to there's a lot of people that are pushing and pushing and trying to get it you know, so it's it's more acceptable for everybody and get these things pushed through so that people are starting it to be able to go and do their craft grows and do their smaller dispensary, whatever. But, yeah, it's um, unfortunately being held up a lot by, like, the lawsuits kind of pushing everything back. Right. So. You
2: have people um, from other states that have a lot more money back mm-hmm. in the month. They have investment groups. So when they have the lotteries, they're buying up 200 tickets. So the odds of them getting these licenses are much higher. Right. So then you have groups of Aurora that get together. Like, for example, I'm going to mention the Grove. I know they were a small group, and for them to put up the money to, you know, hire someone to help them do their application, have an attorney ready for them, like, they did it all properly, and I Mm -hmm. think they're out, like, 50 grand. Right. It's not easy for a small group to come up with that type of money and take Mm -hmm. care of yourself. So they, you know, they rolled the dice, they played the game fairly, but then you have these other companies that are buying up 200 tickets. So... For them it's worth it right yeah huh. so it's been very hard for a lot of people especially i'm not seeing a Aurora, rural because the had a hard time with like the lower income people like trying to like better themselves right and they're the ones that have been affected more negatively You look at i don't know i got arrested hmm. another guy got arrested we had the same charges i've told you this before i look white he was african-american he got the book thrown at him, mm-hmm. and they let me go out that same day. So you have a lot of those situations where it's right. like, you'll get taken advantage of. The laws aren't made for them. It's made for the system. Mm-hmm. So Right. Um, when it comes to um,
3: law enforcement, how's that been with what, with what you guys do? I mean, I know that you both, you you know, RF Canada and Prairie Grass Selections, you know, operate as professional businesses, but what is that experience like? And has it been any different since the legalization, or has it not changed?
4: I think it's definitely, um, I guess, lightened a bit since legalization. Um, I feel like people are a little bit more curious and will be more willing to ask questions now as opposed to just kind of shutting it down right away. But, yeah, it hasn't hasn't been too bad yet. I like to try to – one of the main things we try to push out is – educational information as well a lot of the the meetups that we do are you know discussions educational topics between different people patients growers enthusiasts kind of learning and bouncing ideas off of each other to kind of better our individual grows and situations so yeah we haven't really run into
2: too much too much pushback yet so and the cops know more than the dispensary workers too Because mm-hmm. they know what's yeah. on the street They know what's right. popular So if you ask them what's the most popular variety right now on the street They'll tell you what they find the most They're like gelato, skittles Skid, The sushi the Things that are like really <laughs> big right. on the streets So yeah. there's certain varieties that you're going to see On the black market a lot more than In the dispensary hmm. So that's another thing mm-hmm. that I've noticed as well Zoom zooms, wham whams <laughs> Hey, you're giving me now free names right those? there <laughs> Make sure you copyright those yep. <laughs> Next month, zoom zoom. That's the right. menu. <laughs> that's the song, actually. Yeah, that's zoom zooms and wham yeah. whams. Oh
3: man! All right, um, Valeria. Good morning to you, Katie L. Simpson Conklin. Good morning, dear friend, and Gloria Gerardo, Good morning to you as well. Tracy Duran is here, also. Good morning to you, Tracy. Um, okay, so uh, besides the meetups and the information. What other things does Aurora Cannabis Club have coming? Um, you guys got any calendar events coming up? Um, and all this, does one have to be a
2: member to be part of the club or to go to stuff? We're completely open to the public. There is okay. no fees or nothing like that. We only require that you be at least 21 of age okay. um, because people are obviously going to be showing off certain things there. Um, we just want to help people better their situation, better their gardens, and things like that. Uh, We do have a few things coming up. Uh, We've been trying to get a few more, but mainly we have things that are coming up this month because it's like the big cannabis month. It's Mm -hmm. 420. So this month we'll be at Homegrown Supplies in St. Charles. That'll be on the 24th, I believe. It's a Sunday. This weekend we'll be at Uncle Stu's in Aurora Mm -hmm. uh, in Galena. And then this Saturday I'll be down in Pekin, Illinois at the uh, Grow Up Gardening for their event. Okay. What's the difference between the southern states and
3: here? Any or southern cities, I
2: should man, say. Man, I. Yeah. Um, I'd rather not say. It's not okay. the nicest thing. No, I love it. I love. <laughs> um, hey, <laughs> hey, man, I'm with it. I'm with uh, yeah. it. I am with it. We're we're a lot nicer up here. We're a lot more open. The people here are a lot more courteous. Let's just put it that way. I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard a variation of that same that same thing before. So I don't know right. if it's a small-town feel where they don't like outsiders, mm-hmm. but they are very um, different. Like, we were talking about, like, the whole fentanyl situation earlier. Right. A lot more of that was present down there than I had ever expected there would be. Yes. It's so rampant. So the scene yeah. is very different. Right. Leo Zarco, good morning. Mikey Banuelos, good
3: morning to you as well. Uh, Michelle Gums, good morning to you, too. You know, one of the things that... Uh, one of the things that they said would happen, I remember this. You guys are familiar with witness slips, right? Mm-hmm. Right? So if people, if there's something to be voted on or they're going to pass a law, people can leave witness slips on ILJA, the Illinois General Assembly's website, whatever, and those witness slips can be used as evidence, and they'll say, oh, well, we shouldn't do this because the head of the police association says X, mm. Uh one of the criticisms for, against legalizing was they said that as soon as marijuana was legal, there was going to be dinosaurs in the street, Godzilla was going to come back, death, murder, crime, and fistfights in the parking lot of Fridays. Has
2: any of that happened? Um, I've seen more people falling asleep inside their cars than hanging <laughs> out <down. laughs> They eat too many edibles and then they think they can get up and they're stuck to their car seat. That's been about the most negative thing I've seen. Still wearing sweatpants, 2 p.m.
3: Exactly. Okay. Um, Some of those, we laugh, but it's those criticisms that for a long time, I think, have made the cannabis issue so uh, people so unaccommodating to it. It's been the reason why things haven't happened for a long time. And those negative Thoughts have consequences.
2: But it's okay to have a bunch of drinks and pass out and get into a fight because that's socially acceptable. It's on TV, as okay because it's legal. You see your police officers off a of uniform getting intoxicated. Um, you see other people that you look up to, and you're like, oh, well, it's okay because they're doing it. Right. But your whole life, you're growing up, and you're hearing all these bad things about cannabis, like, oh, you know, you're a lazy stoner, or you don't know how to accomplish anything, and. It's like, okay, so it's okay for me to ruin my brain, urinate myself, vomit, get into a fight, go to the drunk bin. But, you know, if I smoke a little bit of cannabis, I might get a little hungry, Mm -hmm. go to sleep, or get into a deep uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's
3: like the ads for, like, cigarettes and all that, Mm -hmm. right? Marlboro, Salem. The package says it's killing you. It's got rat poison, and you could lose your hair. But they having a fun time, with the, right? Yeah. they they on the beach with Best it. time All ever. All those Just <laughs> smiling and
2: high-fiving Chewing yep. tobacco, it says it will cause cancer. Right. Not even that it may cause right, exactly. cancer. So I'm just like, this says it will yeah. in time. Right. That is...
3: Yeah. Uh, okay, the time is 8.44 uh, a.m. So this is a... I've asked this of uh, Nelson's. This is his third time here. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to get the perspective from you as well, sure. but also from Nelson again. Uh, Aurora's been through a lot... We've seen a lot. Uh, you guys have been here for a while in town. So, what's the biggest impact COVID has had on yourselves and the businesses? Start with you, Ryan. Yeah,
4: I think kind of um, in the beginning, it was just kind of like every everybody and everything else, just kind of waiting waiting it out to see what, you know, going forward things would look like. Um, so yeah, it, it was even last year with when we did the Uncle Stew's event for their 420 event. It was still all COVID restrictions, you know, the social distancing, masks, and everything. And I think there was still pulled like over 700 people that came through the, throughout the whole day. So it's there's been small shifts, I guess, but overall it hasn't been
2: horrible. Okay. So, right. um, I mean, I had a small business that had to close down because of COVID. But it forced me to go back to school. My wife's in school, so I feel like a lot. I've been seeing a lot of people that have gone back to school to change like certain things that they were about to do in their life because Mm -hmm. of the way COVID affected everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's been like the one positive is like people are starting to see what what's more important in life. Like this job that I'm going to take to do nothing of importance or go to school. Like my wife's going to nursing school. I know there are people that are going back to school for carpentry, one of the trades, because they're like. This is gonna be more. This has been helping me a lot more than knowing how to program mm-hmm. a computer. So,
3: right, somebody else's computer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nope. I don't know if anybody had a job like that. You know, you see, oh, Curtis, can we get to duh.
2: Anyway, uh, shout out to They've had a great, great um, COVID response to everything, like hand sanitizer, checking your temperature. The classrooms were all spaced out. I went there for the HVAC program and. They really did a great job the way they handled COVID. Child I got to see. Yeah, Waubonsie. Um
3: Now, what are some of the biggest changes you guys have seen in Aurora? Ryan, we'll start with you. You've been here forever, Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> as far as just overall in general? Mm-hmm. Overall, ev- everything. Not, not just yeah. uh, restrictions. I think to- um,
4: it's definitely, I guess, more lively. There's been a lot of events... Even with COVID going on, prior to that, too, um, First Fridays has always been huge. Um, There's been multiple different kinds of art events, music events. So I think the city's definitely done a good job as far as kind of entertainment and having different things available for people to go and enjoy. Um, But yeah, COVID kind of changed the way things operate a little bit. But yeah, I think it's it's been real accepting too as far as like public art goes over the last few years which has been huge cuz i'm an artist myself so that's always something that is important to me we have a great community of local artists a lot of talent and uh yeah i think it's starting to get a little bit more recognition every year okay
3: yeah i think we're uh i think we're coming up i yeah. think we are and i think that uh i do believe that there's more optimism than pessimism going forward for this year too, because we just mm-hmm. coming out. You know, we don't want to predict nothing, but yeah. it's like we're coming out of the whole little
4: still being cautious. Right, 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 <laughs> right. I don't want to jinx
3: it yeah. and all that, but we are, man. It feels like we're coming yeah. out, and I'm, I'm happy about that. So, and besides seeing all of the stuff that you guys have been doing and posting, seeing a lot of other people doing and posting stuff mm-hmm. uh, too, so it makes me happy. You know, I, I feel like sure. we're feel like we're kind of getting. Over and I think the future is bright. Definitely here in the city.
2: I don't hear any more uh, people talking about how Aurora's so dangerous or why would you want to go live in Aurora. Now I've hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, I heard they had this event in Aurora or this is happening in Aurora." Mm-hmm. Right. You guys have the big park like for the concerts over there now. So I've been hearing mm-hmm. more about that than the negative side of Aurora, which has been a big change in, like the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um.
3: So so to that, what's changed for me is. I agree with that first of all. But you know what? I I'm not around people who don't live in Aurora anymore. See, I used to hear that every day because I was riding a train working in Chicago. So everybody, oh Curtis, where you live? Nobody lived here. So now, and I wasn't working here at the time either. Now I'm like here 24-7, I live here 24-7, I work here all my you know my whole circle is here so yeah i don't hear the any of that anymore and that's a good thing because people yeah. here were, were we're saying that too and you can't be a debbie downer you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i don't want to hear about 10 years ago like what's like, happening people still now? talk
2: about the 90s gang problem like yeah. it's happening today when they talk about aurora right and i've noticed that disappeared as well definitely yes all right so the future is bright for our great city
3: our mayor's running for governor i don't know if you guys got that news but that will put a that will put a surely that the light will shine if it's not already shining it's going to be on us as well um if you had a magic wand this is an industry question if you had a magic wand what would you change about the industry would you tap like you know what this
4: has got to you want me to start it off yeah I guess uh, <laughs> I guess um, the main thing kind of for me would probably be um, just fair access for everybody in the industry that's trying to make this their full-time dream and their full-time mission to do this for themselves and for their community and for whoever else they want to help. So, yeah, I think kind of making it more accessible
2: and easier to get into. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, One thing that I've always liked about this guy named Kevin Jodri in particular out in California is he gave whatever the patients needed away for free. So I think there has to be a program set up in the industry because everyone's Mm -hmm. making tons of money that they can afford to lose a million dollars a year by giving it to the patients that are in need. Mm -hmm. So he supplied, if you had your medical papers and you weren't like a scammer, he would supply you with all the medicine you would need for the whole year out of his own pocket. So CBD, THC, CBDN, anything you might need for your particular ailments, you never had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And he would have drivers take it to you so that way you wouldn't be uncomfortable trying to get to it. So that's one thing I think the industry really needs is like hey if you yeah. guys are making a hundred million dollars a year that would be great yep. what's a million dollars to give back to the community right mm-hmm. exactly
3: you know this is one of those things you know people I guess since we do the show you know people ask me now like more of my opinions on like I want to cancel culture but like uh, taking a stand would you allow mm-hmm. this or what about this and I'll tell you something, uh, I don't want to rain on nobody's parade, but uh, I would hate to say that I'd make it a law, but if you've made, wait a minute, if you've made $10 billion, I feel that you should be obligated, I'll settle it obligated. I would hate to have to write that into law, but you should. You should give a portion back to the community. I'd hate to have to make people do that. Maybe that's why I shouldn't run for office. I, you know, I, I believe that. I believe that because if you're going to, all the people who languished in jail, mm-hmm. and that's what bothers me about it. Oh, yeah. Imagine I'm doing eight that. years yep. for
2: something that's now legal. Look at Oklahoma. For $2,500, you can own a dispensary. For $2,500, you can grow as many plants as you can. Yep. And If you would have been caught with any amount of cannabis prior to that legalization, you're looking at life. It doesn't matter how small the amount was. So Those for like pipes and stuff, too, I believe. Right? Anything, yeah. so in just one week, people were allowed to put down $5,000, get their dispensary and their growth facility, but everyone prior to that was doing multiple life sentences because they amount? had yeah. a little bit of grass in a pipe. Two charges: the pipe and the cannabis. See, that's
3: not justice. No. See, that's not. That's what I'm talking about right there. That's me signing. Alleged, yes, mm-hmm. uh, we signing that away. Um. All right, the time is now eight fifty-three. We talked about the lottery system and the problems with it. We talked about the potential for change at the state level and how likely or unlikely that is. We talked about dispensaries. We talked about who can benefit. Uh, we talked about law enforcement. Did we forget anything? Did we forget anything? Hmm. I wanted to know about the social media aspect, and I asked you guys that. You gave me your opinion, so mm-hmm. I kind of will strain it a little bit more. Is it helping, or is it
2: hindering? I think it's hindered it because now people, before what got popular was through test, like trial and error. You got to try it out. Your dealer would open up a bag and you would check it out. And now everyone goes to social media as like, okay, I'm going to look at this. Yeah. You, you can't go smell smoke. the app. Right. You can't smell it. You can't try it out. So you look at it, it looks great. But when you try it, it doesn't work for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big problem with driving what's popular. Well, this is all over social social media because it takes a great picture. Yeah, right. absolutely. So that's been the biggest hinder is the fact that you have the culture of the past, which was look at it, try it out, smell it, touch it. To now, it's like, I like this picture. This is what I want. So you go to the dispensary and be like, do you have this? Or what's the closest thing to it? Mm-hmm. Right. Remix.
3: <laughs> All right. Um, tomorrow is an episode of Buenos Dias, Aurora. We have a great episode tomorrow. We have Team Benavides coming back. That will be at eight o'clock a.m. So make sure that you guys tune in to the greatest news on earth in Espanol. Buenos dias, Aurora. That's right. It is the number one morning show out there. Listen, I'm going to end on this. I'm going to kind of. I'm going to. I'm going to go. We're going to go there right now. Will there ever be a fair system of licenses being distributed? And is there the possibility of the discrimination being taken out of the industry? Is that possible?
2: I think the discrimination will always be there. It will just be more hidden. Okay. Not good. Yeah. Not good. good. I see a lot of people that want these social equity licenses. It's discrimination that got us into this problem. Exactly. Well, kind of. So you have these people that are getting the social equity licenses and they're selling out to these big corporations. Right. So the discrimination is going to be hit in the fact that they're going to say, well, they got the license, but they sold it to us.
3: Right. We were talking with ACC. Uh, Actually, or excuse me, uh, this was, um, I got the Munchies education. Berwin Tompkins Jr., he's from Harvey, Illinois, just like me. And in Harvey, there is a dispensary. It is the prettiest, shiniest. Little thing, and no, you walk in there, and nobody looks like mm-hmm. the community. How could it be that in this area that could happen? But it just, you know, it seems to be the biggest slap in the face to me. It really oh, yeah. does. It seems to be the biggest slap in the face. Um, Absolutely. But I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of they
2: represent their I'm wallets. Hopeful that it could change. Yeah, huh? they, they represent they the
3: wallets of the owners, right. not
2: the community. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Um, all right. The time is eight fifty-six a.m. So this was a very good episode. I'm glad you guys glad you guys came, man. Oh, yeah, glad Thanks you guys came. Us, guys. Yeah, no doubt. This is your part part three. Oh, part three. This is your first time. Oh, <laughs> um,
2: when's the next meeting of the Aurora Cannabis Club? Uh, it'll be next month. Uh, location to be announced. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the Aurora Cannabis Club. Um, mm-hmm. You can find Ryan here at RF Cana. I'm under Prairie Grass Selections. We will also be posting when the next meetup will be.
4: Yep, definitely.
2: We're right, trying yeah. to have some things that are indoors and outdoors coming up with a nice weather, so be yeah. on the lookout for that. Yolanda Sagrado, Shahol, good morning to you. If the billionaires actually pay taxes,
3: this is, we'll, we'll end on this. See, Michelle Gums has always given us some good joints. If the billionaires actually pay taxes, we could use those taxes to help folks who need it. No one can spend that kind of money in their lifetime. It's all about ego.
2: I agree. Wasn't the original Royal Library downtown a Andrew Carnegie Library, that from the billions that he put away like a hundred years ago or something like that? Oh yeah, I think in in ne- uh, Gallery 1904
3: now. Yeah, yeah, so
2: that's another example of a billionaire putting away his money back to the community. He's right, got libraries all over the country. And I think that's a Carnegie Library. Yep. One of the best books
3: you could ever read. I'm gonna give you all this joint for free. We didn't give you a word of the day today, so I'll give you a book of the day, a book of the year. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie Jr. That book will change your life. If you haven't read it, you should read it. It will change your life. The time is now 8.58 a.m. We hope that you guys all have a blessed, beautiful, positive Tuesday. The sun is shining, but it's not just shining outside. It's shining in our hearts. Thank you very much to our dear friend Ryan Flores and Nelson Sines of RF Canna and uh, Prairie Grass Elections, respectively. Take care of yourself and each other.